this week. Ah, that was a, that was a <laughs> weird crack in my voice. That's funny. <laughs> You're too sad about Kim Block. Yeah, I'm too fucking stuffed up from all my allergies swinging back hard after the new year. This week's episode of Here's What I'll Get is brought to you in part by Hula Worship. Hula Worship, not just a great way to worship God, but also a great way to stay fit and be clear and present of mind. Combining ancient Hawaiian ritual dance and a love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hula Worship is now available for you in home. The touring sensation across the nation is now something you can use in your own house with a... this new DVD set coming out by Hula Worship for just three easy payments of thirteen sixty six plus six ninety five shipping and handling, you can get this three DVD set in your home and do Hula Worship all you want and all your own time uh, and be very very happy with yourself. <laughs> Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get. From north to south, east to west, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. I am your host, Ted Burton. With me today, my friend, Tim the Handlebreaker. How's it going? It's uh, it's going pretty good. This is my last day off um, before I have like five months of just straight bullshit. Yeah. Um, it's It's gonna be a long several months i'm i'm sure but uh i don't know i'm kind of looking forward to it i also i feel like a kid though you know like i'm wearing pajamas i'm wearing a bathrobe because it's warm and it's kind of star wars bathroom yeah this is the only star wars thing that i own but it's it's tim it's incredibly fluffy oh i I don't I, i don't doubt it it looks fluffy from camera yeah i got it years ago as like a christmas gift and uh i you know, held on to it. It's like the only piece of Star Wars memorabilia head I held on to because it's basically mm-hmm. like a nice, comfy blanket, but then you can put on and wear around the house. So I'm, I'm like dreading going back to work tomorrow, like a kid. You know, Christmas breaks over. Yeah. You gotta go back <laughs> to school on Monday. Like, no, I'm gonna be sick. I actually kind of feel like I might be sick. I've got like a sore throat. I've got all the sinus drainage. <laughs> Fucking miserable. What about you, Tim? How is your New Year going? Is it merry and bright? Oh yeah, super merry and super bright. Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually going to go into uh, into it on my issue this week. Okay, um, it's starting starting off the, the 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 year real nice with yeah. a an immediate issue. Immediate um, issue. Well, you're also you know looking at a new job, so yeah, that is true. That is I true. I'm not want to like give too much of your personal business, but uh, no, no, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah, Tim, Tim is up for an interview for a job, but I feel like it's a moot point, as you said. Because they were like, Tim, can you come in for a job interview? And you're like, no, I'm busy that day. Like, okay, well, can you work for us for this extended period in January? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like after you're like, it's, and it's after the interview. Yeah. So they were like, so, so like if you get, so if you, if you don't come with us, then, you know, you'll, we'll just, you're, you're contracted for that week. And if you do with, well, I mean, just, I mean. You're just, we do, you'll, do you you'll be there anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great news. I'm really happy for you. Yeah. It comes um, to you. That actually might mean I have to like turn this into a travel 
uh, rig. Yeah. Well, if you need some point, luckily all you have to do is like carry your, you probably do it with like a tabletop stand yeah. and your, and your scarlet and a, uh, laptop. So, mm-hmm. but that'd be cool. Um, I got to, so a couple of years ago, I discovered this, this distiller out in Southern Oklahoma, Southeast Oklahoma called Hochatown and it's in, um, Beaver's Bend, uh, or no broken bow. I meant broken bow, Oklahoma. I think they've only been up since like 2015. So I started drinking their whiskey and it immediately became like my favorite whiskey basically. Yeah. And they released a bottled in bond, but they don't sell it in Missouri yet. So I have to go get it when I'm in Oklahoma. So I have several bottles up in my bar. Like, so that I, it's one of those ones. That's how I can always tell like a favorite whiskey versus uh, just one that I like Yeah, yeah. is that if I'm, if I'm like, well, I do I'm kind of running low on four roses. I might as well get another bottle just in case. Yeah. Um, but they released this <laughs> bottle and bond uh, edition now, which I'm sure tastes m- much like their small batch. It's just that this one's federally regulated. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's no like additives, uh, but I'm trying it for the first time tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we did a show for new year's Eve out at yeah. one of the hotels in Tulsa. It was, a it was a good show. Pretty good fun. Yeah. Um, I we talked to a clearly like deranged woman for a while. Yeah, that's uh, that's how you reminded me of hula worship. Hadn't thought about that in ten years. Yeah, I don't know. I, it might have even been earlier that day or the day before. It just like popped in my head that hula worship thing we did. And we're t- Tim's talking to this lady, and I get up to go get a drink. I come back, and she's like, "Oh, I bet." He's thinking, thank God you're back. I was talking to this crazy woman, and I was like, well, this isn't even one of the craziest things I've gotten Tim wrapped up in. I told her the story of this hula worship uh, thing that we filmed, I don't know, 10 years ago? Maybe a little less. I don't know. Uh, We filmed it, this this woman who did hula, but like she did prayers also as part of the hula, and we filmed it for her, and then we gave them a DVD, and they paid us. I don't, I yeah. don't even remember. Not that much. Like 100 bucks or something. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was one of the weirder things I've, I think we've ever done. It had been completely, not only had it been com- almost nearly completely uh, lifted from my mind, the very, very, very little bit that remained mm-hmm. had deleted the hula part. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you mentioned it, it like kickstarted something that was like, oh yeah, there was a hula aspect to that. Because well, I remember I, that was half. Of, well, I do remember like some singing, you know. Oh, that's right. She sang. I <laughs> yeah. forgot about the singing. See, between the two of us, we remember this whole thing, but we're like. Uh, PTSD forgot just yes. the, I just remembered the dancing. I forgot uh, the singing. That's where the worship came in. I'm yes. starting to remember now. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, everyone listening to the show, the listener right now listening in the car is just like, I don't give a fuck about what you guys were doing 10 years ago. You yeah. fucking losers. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. So Christmas is over. New year's is over. Mm-hmm. If you're like doing the 12 days of Christmas, we're almost to the end of that. Uh, pretty soon, like life is going to have to return to normal for everyone, and um, I'm sure that they're all everybody's real upset about that. Why isn't the 12 days of Christmas like leading up to Christmas? Uh, that you have to ask Joel that. I don't know. Yeah. I think that would make more sense. It's like feet. Well, the the days leading up to Christmas are Advent, 
So that's why. Huh. And then there's 12 days of feasting to celebrate the birth of Christ. I think the 12, 12 days later is when the the wise men show up or the shepherds show up because they're fucking late. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, Ryan Dunn asked, did you see that NFL player for the Bills get CPR in the, on the I saw field? It. Yeah. Uh, no, because we're not Carl from WATP. <laughs> I, actually did, I actually did see it. Yeah, the guy had to be carried out in an ambulance on the field. Yeah. I'm sure there was no like requirements that the NFL might have been, uh, required against their players at some point in the past two years that mm-hmm. would have led to someone needing CPR, an athlete needing CPR on the field suddenly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, speaking of Carl from who are these podcasts, January 7th, I'll be doing, uh, the, their episode. So that'll be, I think that's like two episodes from whatever episodes out now when we're recording this. So check it out. I don't know what we're talking about yet. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun, but, uh, yeah, Tim, anything you want to update the world about since the last time you're on since the last time you're on was like well before Christmas. It was well before Christmas. Um, not really. I mean, you know, just like you, I've been on pretty much a break. I think I've done two shows since since we were Let's Gordon. We did do a um, we've done a couple commentaries since then. We did. We did. We did uh, uh, yeah, I did a Terminator Two commentary with Tony from Hack the Movies. You and I did a Rhinestone commentary that's mm-hmm. out. We also did a commentary of Con Air that's Con out. Con Air that was fun. Um, I did a commentary on this movie called Meatball Machine mm-hmm. that was submitted. It was a Japanese movie. It was very Japanese. I made about 20 minutes before I made that commentary a Star Trek for the Voyage Home commentary. Uh-huh. Uh, I also said so I watched uh, this movie Deathline, also known as Raw Meat with Donald Pleasance. Um, I think the last 20 minutes of that are just me updating my spreadsheet of Star Trek books that I've read in the last year. <laughs> Uh, there were some bad, there's some bad movies. Watch the movie black dog with, uh, Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. has been on the, was, was weird. It's been, been on the list for forever. Many times. So, yeah. So finally watched it. Uh, I'm trying to think if any have watched any of these movies, uh, and I enjoyed any of them. I think the answer is no, but I'm not positive. Other than the ones you'd already seen. Yeah. Other than Terminator two, uh, the villain, I had watched the villain. I didn't even really enjoy that that much the second time. It's kind of a, a weird movie. Um, I did I, our, our commentary of Con Air. If you're a $10 patron and you're like, oh, I don't want to sit down and watch that movie. That that commentary is not really about the movie at all. I think you could put that commentary <laughs> on and not miss. Yeah. Uh, not, you wouldn't miss that we were watching the movie because we just kind of like we talk about a bunch of random things. We actually talk about Terminator 2 in that, which is why Tony and I sat down and watched Terminator 2 together. Yeah. Um, and, and that commentary, the Terminator 2 commentary, we also only like vaguely talk about the movie. We kind of talk about a lot of different things that happened um, around that. So. Mr. Kill Everything, yes, I, I often buy Four Roses. Actually, I had a bottle of Four Roses down here until right before the show and I took it upstairs. So I, that's one of my top, top three bourbons, four roses, Elijah Craig, small batch, four roses, small batch, Elijah Craig, small batch, and anything by Hochatown other than the small batch select, which is terrible. Anyway. Uh, well, Tim, do you want to, uh, get in some issues? Yeah, let's do it. What is your first issue this week? Here's what I don't get. <laughs> Observed. Okay. So, uh, I know that I noticed that, uh, it's a, it's a Monday. Yes. 
and uh, the holidays are over. They are. And uh, a lot of places are still closed. Like you, you didn't go into work. Of course not. Why not? Because uh, New Year's Eve was yesterday. New Year's Day was yesterday, but that doesn't count as a work day. So they got to give me today. <sighs> I, I don't like it. What do you have to I, do that's so look, fucking important? You can't put it <laughs> off one day. Uh, I don't like it because it's uh, it's it only pertains to those uh, uh, Monday to Friday nine to five people in mm. general, right? Yeah, it's it's another one of those um, like everyone that doesn't work Monday to Friday nine to five um, gets shafted. Uh, when, uh, when, you know, oh, it's okay. I have a Monday. Uh, I have, let's say, let's say I have Mondays off, right? My yeah. Mondays and Tuesdays are my Saturday and Sunday. Monday, it's not even New Year's Day. It's the day after New Year's Day. Anyone that has a hangover, they're over their hangover. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need to go to the store and the store is closed. Should have uh, planned ahead on Thursday. <laughs> But I don't get it because it's just a roll of the dice. You know, the way we are, the calendar shifts every year. You know, some days are going to fall on, you know, some holidays are going to fall on the weekend mm-hmm. that you already have off for some people. Some days it's going to be fall on a, on a day that someone else has off. Like it's just a roll of dice. Plus, you know, depending on what you do, if you have the day on or off, I just say like, just like, let it be, you know, but then I don't get like my, contractually agreed upon eight hours off a week Uh that I was, I was owed by when I said, yes, I'll work this job for you. And here are our holidays. Mm -hmm. That's the problem from the other side. Like I understand the frustration. um, But at the same time, like this is the very rare thing. Like, it was great for me because I took two weeks off and I took like six days of vacation because I had Friday and Monday off last week and Friday and Monday off this week. And so it all kind of balanced out. Yeah. Whereas, you know, another year in order to take that same amount of time, I I probably wouldn't take uh, five days. I, I'd end up having to take um, I'd end up having to take like an, an extra day here or there. I, I guess you're always going to get the days off. Uh, yeah. I just, I, to me, it, it reeks of poor planning. Yeah. Like, what did you need from the store that was so desperate? <laughs> Mr. Everything agrees with you. Yeah, no, it was, it was banks, tags, tag agencies. Cause it's a federally mandated thing. The observed yeah. holiday. Yeah. Um, like how are the, why are they so special? The, the banks and why are those places not open? I'm yeah. Not. I feel like you could do a thing where you could just work with lesser staff and be like, all right, you guys get Monday off as your observed holiday and the rest of you guys get Tuesday off as your observed holiday. That sounds fine to me. Yeah. Uh, and the other, here's what really I don't get, though. Kind of tangentially related to your thing is that everyone's completely unwilling to add more holidays. So, like, when they decided to add Martin Luther King day to the oh, as yeah. an observed holiday. Yeah. They were like, well, president's day is no longer a day yep. off. And then they're t- like Juneteenth. Oh, we're going to do Juneteenth. And it's like, well, you guys then now you don't get veterans day off. And so they like, 
they're like, yeah, you guys get 12 holidays or 11 holidays, whatever it is. And they're all like backloaded on the calendar where yeah. you get thank you get Thanksgiving, Black Friday at some places, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. You get six days off in like a six week period. Mm-hmm. And then you get like one day for Memorial Day. Maybe you get more with the King Day. Uh, you maybe you get Labor Day, Fourth of July, and like the red. The other five or six days are spread all over the the, the other year. ten months. Yeah. <laughs> and what I hate about those, I wish those would be moved to observe days because there's nothing worse than like Fourth of July being a Wednesday. Oh, and it's like, yeah. yeah, we're closed Wednesday. You guys don't have to come in, but you have to come in. Monday and Tuesday and mm-hmm. also Thursday and Friday. So it's like, just move the observe to, to, you know, we're going to be doing all of our stuff the weekend before. Anyway, no one's going to do could like stay up out all drinking all night on a Wednesday, but we might stay out drinking all night on a Sunday if we have Monday off. Yeah. So I, I guess it's that it's inconsistent is kind of the problem. No, totally, totally. Um, and then it's, and then part of it is like, why is Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving is the fourth Thursday of every November. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you never have to, you, it's always going to be on a Thursday, you know, mm-hmm. we've given it that day of the week. Why can't we give like the 4th of July a Monday, you know, mm-hmm. or a Friday? Well, cause like Memorial day is the same way. Memorial day is yeah. the last Monday in May every year. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the actual date of is, um, uh, yeah, I, I could see that. I think I really want to I, – I was thinking of this thought experiment. I was driving back and forth from St. Louis because I was bored as fuck. Like you're just six hours of doing nothing. Um, I want to destroy the Gregorian calendar. Yeah. I want to take it and just throw it straight in the garbage mm-hmm. and go back in time to Gregor and just be like, fuck you, buddy. My count cal- – because here's, here's what I don't get about the calendar. Like here's a mini issue for you. Why the fuck does February have 28 days? Just like fucking, here's one month that has a random number of days. You got all these months that have 31 days. Take a couple of those 31s, turn them into 30s, and put them on February. But then I thought, no, you know what would be even better? It should be 10 months. Week Mm -hmm. should be eight days long. So you have, you know, Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then hangover day. Yeah. Yeah. Where you, like, three-day weekend. And then every month is either 35 or 36 days long alternating so that you get up to the requisite number of days. And then one, one year, one of the 35 day months becomes a 35, 36 day month. And Mm -hmm. I would start the fucking year on either summer or winter solstice. Yeah. So that it had like some kind of astronomical significance. Mm -hmm. Of course that would make like December 25th would no longer exist. It would be, it would still be December because it'd be 10 months. Uh, that's that's another problem is because we added the Gregorian calendar added June, July and August in the middle of the fucking calendar mm-hmm. for Julius Caesar and Augustus yeah. Caesar. And then we have September 7 is now the ninth month yeah. because fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, it's that one, that one has just always bought. And then, you know, deck November, October, the eighth or October should be the eighth month. September should be the seventh month. November should be the 10th, the ninth month. Yeah. And December should be the 10th month. 
So we could keep the names. We'll just get rid of June, July, and August, which are the worst months of the year. And July yes. 4th will no longer exist. And your yeah. problem will be solved. Also, mm-hmm. Juneteenth won't exist. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the calendar is so weird. Uh, and, and you know, I think I brought this in one, one, one year about like the arbitrary meaning we give to days in this, you know, chaos and randomness that we call the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, 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 you know how the, the, uh, the late night shows will like do those like man on the street bits. Right. And they'll ask people on the street, like fifth grade elementary questions. And you laugh at the people when they get them wrong. Yeah. Uh, I bet you, you could do a bit like that with the months mm-hmm. and people would not know that September sh- was originally the seventh month. And, <laughs> December the 10th month. Nope. They'd just be like, I like December. It's when Christmas is. Yeah. They'd be like, thank you, moron. Like, but like, they're like, yeah, December to me means Christmas and snow and, you know, warming up by the fireplace. And then like, what if you lived in the Southern Hemisphere? <laughs> just blow their minds, right? Just blow yeah. their minds. <laughs> yeah, because like Joel Chaco right now, like it, it, it's been freezing in my house for the last two weeks. That's why I'm wearing a big fluffy blanket jacket. And, uh, but like Joel, the last episode Joel was on, he blew a breaker because his AC, like too many AC units were running mm-hmm. at the same time on his property because it's hot as fuck and he's in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. And people are just like, what? There's a Southern Hemisphere? I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, people have such a narrow worldview of like only what they're taught, only what they think, and only what they believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I disagree with you. I think observed holidays are great. I think we should observe. I think we should just observe. Holidays. We should just observe all of them. Turn them all all observed. Okay. Like sure. there's a holiday this week. Everyone's got Monday off. Shut the shut the nation down. Shut it down. One day to flatten the curve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, like that this whole that whole lie of like oh no it's an, you know you were an essential business you're not an essential business has really ruined um I got in this argument on Discord earlier this week or last week about how oh I'm I'm tired of people going like people don't want to work people you know this generation of millennials are just lazy and I was like sure but also employers suck and none of you yeah. offer anything anything good so it's one thing to be like oh people just don't want to work but you're doing nothing you're not offering any kind of competition with what the thing is with you know and they're like well you so you everyone should just make a hundred dollars an hour everybody should make a hundred dollars an hour it's like no i didn't say you have to pay everyone more i said you had to be competitive i took a pay cut to take this job in st louis why because i'm working a lot fewer hours i have a much better quality of life Mm -hmm. that's worth more to me than more money in my pocket more money in your pocket is worthless if you're dead at 55 yes uh so you know employers don't even have time to spend it (laughs) yeah don't have time to spend it like employers offering just the People think that, that, oh, we just pay more, we pay more, I pay I pay good. It's like, no, you have to offer other things because, uh, like, and I point out, you know, you go to McDonald's, McDonald's has terrible service, terrible food. They're constantly being like, oh, yeah, we're short-shifted because they, won't, they will only schedule the bare minimum number of people. They yeah. won't schedule for the surge. They only schedule exactly what they need. And then you go to, like, it's a, it happened a lot more. I've seen a couple of places here where, like, 
McDonald's, which have typically been open 24 seven, there are now McDonald's that I have tried to go to like late at night on my way home. Cause I just want something to eat. It's like mm-hmm. 11 o'clock after a loadout. And it's like, sorry, this McDonald's location is only open from 10 AM to 7 PM because we have no staff, but the, the Chick-fil-A right across the road, they're fully staffed and they make their employees mm-hmm. stand outside to take orders they yeah. make them say that stupid "my pleasure" when you say thank you. What is Chick Fil A offering that McDonald's isn't? Well, I can tell you one thing: they're certainly offering is you're guaranteed one day off a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, increase the the thing instead of, you know, maybe we don't all need to go to Walmart on the second of January because we've observed we're observing the holiday that was on the 1st of January, mm-hmm. but people we've been like tricked into thinking we need to get these things all the time. And we've also been tricked into not planning ahead. So instead of like looking at the calendar and being like, Oh, uh, Walmart's going to be closed on Monday. We should probably make sure we have enough food for the kids to have sandwiches. And the same thing with snow days. Like, yeah, do we have enough food in the house for if the kids have to stay home from school on Monday because it snows? No. Well, we better rush into the store and get some as opposed to like kind of being planning ahead. Hey, it's getting cold. We're going to start having snow days. Let's uh, why don't we buy a couple of like Lunchables and we'll just keep them in the back of the fridge for whatever day the, the kids are, are not home. We'll like put together this little this like basket and it'll be like snacks and some sweets. And it'll be like this is our fun snow day treat day. And then the kids are like, I want a snow day. Not just so I don't have to go to school, but because like we have a snow day treat day treat yep. basket all put together because our fucking family thought for 10 minutes and planned ahead <laughs> as opposed to being like, oh, it's three o'clock on the second of January. I better get to the bank. And that, you know, I, I, oh, I got to pay my rent. I got to pay, where, how am I going to pay my rent? Like if your landlord is such an ass, like your landlord can't put the money in the bank either. Yeah. So I'm sure if you were like, Hey, I didn't get in the bank on Thursday. Uh, I'll get into the bank first thing Tuesday and get you the money. If your landlord's not a worthless piece of shit, I'm sure they'd be like, yeah, sure. No problem. But it's also the 21st century. Uh, so like I pay my rent with Venmo. Mm-hmm. I just like go on to Venmo. I almost forgot actually this month. <laughs> it was like, it was like three or four o'clock on New Year's. And I'm sure it wouldn't have been a big deal. It was like three or four o'clock on New Year's Eve. And I was like, oh shit, I got to pay my rent. Tomorrow is is like rent's due day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I, you know, I just popped up on my phone, landlord, rent, paid, done. Uh, like, I don't know. I'm I'm with you. It sucks that you can't go places, but I'm also starting to wish that they're like the world used to have days where businesses weren't open. Yeah. And like, and, like you, and, like you imagine like main street, a tumbleweed blowing by on main street. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a Christmas story. You know, the, the classic American film. Yeah. The whole joke is when they burn the dinner, the only place you can eat on Christmas day is the Chinese, the Chinese place. Yeah. And, but nowadays like it's Christmas day and it's like, Oh, we could go to Zio's. We could go to, you know, fucking mm-hmm. everywhere is open. Oh yeah. And, and the employees are all pissed about being there. Same thing with black Friday. You know, the employees are all pissed about being there. Like you knew you were going to be working black Friday when you took a job in retail. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the people were all like, I don't think it's fair they make these employees work on Black Friday. They should they should let them stay home with their families like it's intended. And and then they like, 
you know, they're doing that interview, man on the street, and they pan out, and it's like, here's this woman at Bass Pro uh-huh. at. Th- at Three thirty in the morning, because so she can get in for the six a.m. doorbuster deers. Yep. What are you doing this Black Friday, Janice? Oh, I'm trying to get into Bass Pro so I can get me a new fishing rod. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, you're part of the problem, you dumb bitch. Yeah, I remember working like that over the overnight shift, the overnight Black Friday shift at Toys R Us. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go put the kids to sleep, and then buy all their Christmas presents at three in the morning. Yeah. Were you busy? No. <laughs> yeah, I worked the Lego store uh on Black Friday and I was there I was there for our six AM open mm-hmm. and there was this couple. Uh I got there I either got there right after or right just at the same time my manager got in. But um I think it was right after. There was a couple. We didn't open until 6 a.m. We were in a mall in Oklahoma City. We didn't mm-hmm. open until 6 a.m., maybe 5 a.m. And so I had got there at like 4.30 or 4.45 to get, you know, things set up. And this couple fucking chewed me out because on the website, it said that Black Friday doorbuster deal started at midnight and you people weren't here. We've been waiting for four hours, all this shit. And I was just like, sorry, what are you like, what do you want from me? And then the manager opened the door and let me in. And he was like, yeah, they yelled at me when I got here, too. And I, you know, we opened up 15 or 20 minutes later, like a couple more people got there. They yelled at them. Those people came in, got their doorbuster deals at five in the morning, whatever time we opened, they walked out and it was a fucking ghost town until I left at 10 AM. Yeah. Like right nine, nine thirty ish people started trickling in, but it was no more than like a regular day. And I was just like, why the fuck was I here at 5 AM for these fucking ungrateful degenerates? Mm -hmm. And uh, and it was just like, yeah, I was pissed about working on Black Friday, but I knew that it was coming. I was more pissed that it was a way like I would have been happy if there had been like a throng, you know, coming through and fights breaking out to work there on Black Friday. But it was just like the boringest shift in the in the world. Yeah. And it was a pain in the ass to get up early enough to get there. And I was just like, this was a tremendous waste of my time. We could have opened at our regular time and sold the exact same amount of stuff and probably cost the company less money because you didn't have four hours of staffing where nobody was fucking buying anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I, I distinctly remember it being one of those those days where it was like you've got one, maybe two couples coming in an hour mm-hmm. per hour, and so it's one of those days where like I'm just I'm sitting on the on the checkout counter. Like on my phone. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I wish I'm like I said, I think I disagree with you. I think we should have observed days and I wish that more places were closed more of the time. Like I, I and I don't even like I didn't spend my Christmas with my family all gather around the tree, tree singing hymns and stuff. Mm-hmm. I spent my Christmas alone in my house just watching TV yeah. Just enjoying the quiet, just decompressing from a year of like uh consternation, the way I would describe 2022. Yeah, um, sure. I I but that was my choice and that was my preference was to like spend time where I could sleep in in the in the morning, where I could relax, where I could just kind of go about little things like I, I've spent more or less the last two weeks by myself in my house and it's been great. 
I've gone to the grocery store a couple of times, like a little thing here or there that I needed. Like I, I went out on the 27th because they had a sale on Coke zeros that ended on the 27th. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'll go get some more Coke zeros and I'll like pick up some stuff to make a fresh dinner tonight. And that was, that was that. Like, I, I, I think I went out more to see how the roads were because it was snowy and icy than I did. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to like be out of the house and, and it was fucking great. Like today I got, I don't know. I got up at like nine or 10 stayed in pajamas all day, did laundry for the clothes that I wore during this time off, swept the floors, made a hot lunch. Fucking great day. People should have that option. More people should have that option. You guys, you don't need to go to Walmart on Monday. The second, what are you going to get at Walmart? You don't already have. (laughs) You don't need to, because like then, because the other the other side of it, as that observed holiday thing, is that like stores will stay open to the last possible second. Like, well, I remember Walmart would be closed. You know, stores would be closed on Christmas Eve if you didn't have your your shopping done by the by Festivus, you were fucked. Yeah. And now stores will close. They'll be like, yeah, we're closing at six p.m. Uh, Christmas Eve and observe observance of Christmas. Like, how fucking nice of you. Your employees get. Uh, 36 hours where they don't have to be here. Yeah. But then you motherfuckers better get in here early on the 26th because we got to change this shit over to fucking Valentine's Day. That's right. <laughs> There's already fucking Valentine's Day disp- displays up in the stores. I don't think they waited three days before they tore that no. and fucking packed that Christmas shit in. The- For all you people like, tab your Scrooge, tab your Scrooge. Those fucking stores that you you were jerking yourselves off silly to defend for loving Christmas, they sure couldn't get that shit off the shelves fast enough. <laughs> 26th, 50% off. 27th, 75% off. 28th, 20, 95% off. 30th, just fucking get it the fuck out of the doors. <laughs> every, every purchase comes with a free Christmas tree. Get this shit out of here. And then... And then, yeah, let's fucking start putting up the... And people are shopping the Valentine's Day things. That's what really sets me off, is that I was walking through Walmart on uh, New Year's Eve. I had to go to Walmart to get a new Cat5 cable to try and make this wireless router work that uh, wouldn't fucking work because the fucking console wouldn't work. And, uh, I'm like, they've... This little front end cap aisle of seasonal stuff is completely Valentine's Day. Not even clear it's Christmas. All Valentine's Day. And I saw three groups of people in there just being like, this bear's holding a heart? This is incredible. Where would they come up with such a thing? There were fucking people shopping those shitty cardboard Valentines you give to your kid to give out to school. Uh It's not even fucking January, you psychopaths. (sighs) Anyway. So I guess we disagree, but we kind of agree on other things. Uh-huh. Well, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by the Rakeda News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, our first news story comes to us from our favorite place. That's right. It's Across the Pond. Uh there was a <laughs> there was a pub in Hampshire, Hampshire, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, on the 29th of December, couple that's couple couple days ago, um, the pub's owners had to call the police, and they're calling for more police presence in their area in general after they were left left helpless. 
when a horse was brought into the building. Oh, just like the end of Rhinestone. Yeah. Uh, they posted um, on Facebook, this happened last night, period. Not acceptable. <laughs> just to reiterate, we do not allow any animals or livestock in our pub. Apart from the complete ridiculous ridiculousness of it, the poor horse's welfare, uh, it's also a health and safety issue, nor do we allow children in our bar after 7 p.m. If people do not adhere to the rules, they will be barred from entry. We do not want to be a pub where children are allowed to run around wrecking the place whilst their parents get drunk. From now on, if customers do not follow our rules, they will not be served. It's about time we had more police presence in our village. Ugh. I would never go to that pub again. We need more police presence in our village. Are you fucking kidding? No, if anything, we need more horses in our pubs. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ridiculous. Ed needs a drink, okay? Yeah. He's got to deal with that little stupid fairy faggot uh, <laughs> Wilbur. Motherfucker deserves a, a beer now and then. Yep. Because, I mean, I mean, look, how often is a bartender going to be able to ask why the long face? That's also true. Uh, so on. they, so someone took a, a horse in there and those people just lost their minds. Yeah. Shut yeah. themselves down. Well, it's stupid. If, if a horse walked into a bar that I was in, I'd be pumped. I would be pumped. <laughs> You'd be pumped. We'd be in the bar and you'd be like, hey, 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 hey. slapping the guy next yeah. to you. Not even to anyone you know, just like, no, no, no. Is that a fucking horse? Is that a fucking horse? That's a fucking horse. Yeah, that's old Dave bringing, bringing, uh, bringing Rosie in again. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Dave. <laughs> well, our second news story uh, comes to us from Vigilante, Vigilante Justice. Uh, because if the people that are supposed to solve your problems won't do anything about it, you can guarantee the people will do it themselves. Yes. As they should. Uh, I don't know, but if you've heard about this, but uh, the last couple of years, there's been a huge, huge uptick in lost airline luggage. I have not heard this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's apparently it's a, it's a real big thing. I don't know if they just don't have enough people sorting the luggage and moving it around or what it is, but no, they probably um, have too many employees stealing luggage that, that, that too. <laughs> well, um, apparently this, uh, smart citizen, uh, planted air tags in their, in her luggage, uh, mm-hmm. before traveling so that you could catch United airlines lying about where her bags were. Nice. So she planted air tags in her luggage. And then of course, United airlines lost that luggage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she, uh, contacted them, they said, uh, they said it's lost. Um, they told her to calm down and that we will deliver the bag to you. Calm down, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, she, uh, use the air tags to go get her, go retrieve the luggage. Um, she found them in a dumpster behind a residential apartment. Yeah. An employee stole those fucking bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now give them the address, uh, the address of those apartments, give it to United airlines, compare that with your employee list. That's the person that's fucking stealing luggage. 
well, uh, you can guarantee it is because uh, photographs from Google Street View show other United Airlines luggage strewn by the dumpster and, and emptied. Yep, of course. So multiple bags. Um, so she reported she like repeatedly informed customer support that she found the luggage because of the air tags, and they kept telling her, "No, you're wrong." <laughs> The bag, mm. the, they kept telling her, quote, the bag is safe at the delivery services distribution center. Yeah. After she had already found like the dumpster where her stuff was. Um, and then, yeah. And she, she kept on, she, she pressed them on, uh, sending her the detail, sending her the details of their lost slash stolen bag policy. And then they, they, they just, they, they stonewalled her uh, and stopped they stonewalled her. Yep. Yeah. She should sue him. Although they, they're probably when you buy the tickets, like I do not hold United Airlines responsible for like my bag, sure, which is sure. insane because imagine, imagine like you're on your, imagine someone gave you a bag or, or gave you anything like imagine I'm on the street and I give you a glass. Mm-hmm. I put it in your hands and I give you a hundred dollars. I'm like, Hey Tim, I want you to take that glass. I want you to take it to the other side of the park and uh, I'm going to grab it from you on the other side of the park, right? And then halfway through the park, you just take the glass and just throw it on the fucking ground as hard <laughs> as you can. And then you don't show up on the other side of the park. And I'm like, hey, Tim, I gave you $100 to bring that glass to me on the other side of this park. And you're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't have a I don't have a glass. Mm-hmm. Like, here's video of me handing you this glass, giving you $100. You saying you take it to me on the other side of this park. And you just be like, yeah, I don't. That's not me. That's a that's a deep fake. Yeah. And like, and here's a video of you smashing the glass on the ground in the middle of the park, then rolling up the hundred dollar bill and using it to snort cocaine off of this hooker's ass. That you then pay the hooker the hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's there's no way that's me. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, and apparently she's not the only person to have done this. Multiple, multiple. There's multiple stories of multiple people doing this for multiple airlines. Yeah, of course. That's why people, I think they do it on purpose so that people don't check bags. They don't have to deal with it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. This thing seems oddly shaped and heavy. Don't want to deal with it. Here you go, Mike. (laughs) Go take that and sell it on the black market. It's also, it's also funny because like, obviously they're hiring criminals. If Mm -hmm. people are stealing bags from airlines, right? Yeah. Yeah. So just think about the amount of bullshit you have to go through in order to get on the plane. And meanwhile, <laughs> literal criminals are just out there on the field, like driving around little carts and stealing shit. And yep. if, like, think about anywhere you've worked and think about the average size piece of luggage. Is yeah. there somewhere anywhere you've worked that you could have taken that piece of luggage and just walked out and no one had been like, Hey, why do you have that piece of luggage? <laughs> I mean, Absolutely I feel like this not. could be this could be easily like, like we all the people going to the airport have to go through this like little thing. We got to get scanned and searched and whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, apparently the employees just kind of come and go however the fuck they please. Maybe they're driving out to the edge of the air, airport and throwing the bags over the fence. Maybe. And, and then like they have a buddy grab it from the other side of the fence. But I would think like making them walk in and out through a single entrance where it's like, hey, why do you have that roll around suitcase, man? People don't carry roll around suitcases to work. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is my grandma's. No problem. <laughs> It's like you had a different, you had a red one yesterday and a blue one the day before that. 
Yeah. Well, uh, our next news story comes to us from a company that we love to dunk on anytime anything happens to them. That is Tesla. Yes. Uh, apparently, uh, police in Germany were, were, were tailing a Tesla for about 15 minutes on Wednesday on the Audubon 70 mm-hmm. after signaling, after signaling for a traffic stop with repeated horns and sirens. Uh, this was around 12 PM. The car did not stop to, uh, respond to the signals or the horns. Uh, it maintained a speed of 110 kilometers per hour, which is about 70 miles an hour, 35 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eventually they got the car, uh, off to the side of the road by themselves, not with the help of the driver because the driver was asleep. (laughs) (laughs) So this Tesla was speeding and then just didn't pull over for cops. Yeah. Yeah. It's based. <laughs> they found he was, uh, he was reclining in the seat with his eyes closed and hands off of the steering wheel. Uh, so yeah, well, they found, fa- they found that he had left it on autopilot and fallen asleep. Tim, they're fully self-driving. Uh-huh. Uh, fully. Yeah. I think you're there's They're supposed to have sensors to make sure your hands stay on the wheel. So here's the thing. This guy loves autopilot so much. They found in his, car a quote steering wheel weight mm. which is used to trick the tesla safety systems into thinking that your hands are on the wheel so that the autopilot stays on nice yeah that's what i would do fucking six hour drive to to tulsa i yep. i would be in the passenger seat the little <laughs> thing on the on the wheel and i'd be like working on my computer on random shit mm-hmm. uh i don't give a fuck the I saw an interesting story. This, this lady, uh, her, she was driving on the highway and her Tesla suddenly just stopped dead, stopped 70 miles an hour on the highway, almost causes a major accident. Uh She's got like video of after the car has suddenly come to a stop and she's like, shows the, the center screen. Anyway, she gets it towed to a Tesla, like automotive place. And they go, that that's like on Monday, right? They don't look Mm -hmm. at it until Friday. And Friday they go, oh, the battery's dead, you dumb bitch. You got to plug your car in. Come get it. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. The car was at 40% battery when it suddenly stopped. Yeah. And she she sends in the video. And in the video, they're like, oh, no, uh, you're a moron. You need to keep that display on percentage and not distance to empty. Because, like, distance to empty was like 190 miles or something. Mm -hmm. They're like, it could say it has 200 miles of range, but actually be almost dead. And it's like, well, then that fucking range is a lie. (laughs) And why is it an option? So she ends up finally like bullying them. And it turns out like the rear motor assembly was just completely shot. They did not want to replace it. They knew it. And they Mm. were just like, come get the car, come get the car, come get the car, come get the car, come get the car. So they didn't have to fucking spend any money. What a shitty company. Uh, Elon Musk tweeted today he said hope you're having a great day for or the yesterday hope you're having a great day 2023 one thing's for sure it won't be boring and brianna Wu, if you remember brianna Wu, a very like rational and normal lady mm-hmm. she replies and says you worked hard this year and lost over 200 billion i believe this year you will surpass yourself with even worse decisions um she has a blue check mark so elon musk replies and says thanks for paying me eight dollars <laughs> 
Uh, so, you know, as, as shitty as Tesla is and as worthless as, as, uh, Musk is as an inventor. At least he's triggering triggering the libtard. At least he's the current new Hitler. I really, I really want to like go back and chart who the media's depiction of Hitler is because it's like, it's like in Jason Goes to Hell. You know, there's the heart, and the the corner eats the heart, and then he transfers yeah. like the consciousness of Jason until it finally it ends up like just turning back into Jason there towards the end. Um, but the media has just been like George W. Bush, literally Hitler, Mitt Romney, literally Hitler, Donald mm-hmm. Trump, literally Hitler, Kanye West, literally Hitler, Joe Rogan, literally Hitler. And it like gets transferred from person to person as the media yeah. hates them. And so I, I think Elon Musk is is maybe the still uh, the, the reigning Hitler, but it may be back to Trump. I'm not sure. Kanye is still still got it, I think. Yeah. I just think it's crazy Kanye's ran for president in 2024 because I literally predicted this in like 2015 with uh-huh. my my college uh, intro to costume design final. I predicted it. That's right. I'm, that's right. I'm that's a right. fucking Nostradamus. Yeah. Anyway, have any more news, Tim? That's the news for this week. Well, this has been. Well, that takes care of our legal obligations this week, Tim, but you know it doesn't take care of? What? Hula Worship 2.0. If you want to join the revolution, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG and subscribe to subscribestar.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Hula Worship I don't get. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> and over there, we have five tiers. We have the one-buck tier, which gets really access to each week's episode plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier with random bits and bobs we do now and again. Um, sure, in March, we're going to have a before and after on John Wick 4. I can guarantee you that. I don't know what else we might have, but we will definitely have that. Uh, yeah. yeah. We have our $5 tier. We do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 tier where you, the fan, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch. We watch a quarter feature like the commentary. That's what all the commentaries I was doing in the last month were. And I've got a couple more that I'm going to try and get to this week uh, that are still submitted. And then we'll be doing one for January. So, um, and then finally, we have our $50 Spite Producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can ask for a special guest. You can ask for a format change. You can ban a voicemail. You can kick someone from the Discord. Anything that you want to do that we can fulfill, uh, we will do so. I think it was AGSYZ requested that I take the Spite Producer money and uh, put it towards a bottle of whiskey. So that is what this Hochatown bottle and bond is, is my spite producer from, from him is uh, cause I, I went, as soon as they announced it, I like, I followed them on Instagram. As soon as yeah, they announced yeah. it on um, Instagram, I was like, I fucking got to buy that bottle. I love their shit. I saw a Instagram thing for, um, it was Romulan ale, a Romulan ale whiskey. Oh shit! Someone's making. I gotta buy that. I but I, I also, but, but, but then I'm like, I, I thought it was it was it's blue. It is it is blue. Yeah, but it's whiskey. Well, if they put blueberries in it, maybe. Oh, yeah, it's Star, uh, Trek, Star Spirits. Trek Spirits. Huh. I'll have to go check that out. It's Romulan Ale vodka and Romulan Ale rye whiskey. Hmm. I will I will be purchasing that. I'm I'm already up on the because that'll go <laughs> nice with my James T. Kirk bourbon. 
I yeah. Should, I need to get the uh, Chief Montgomery Scotch as well, but I I didn't buy that when it's in its initial release. Oh, they have. I clicked on on Star Trek wines. They've got a lot of wines. Yeah, Chateau Picard, man. I want some Klingon blood wine. That's what I want. I bet you do. Klingon blood wine. Holy Ceremonial shit. Klingon blood wine featuring a dramatic silkscreen design and hand-dipped wax finish. Ah, oh, looks awesome. A two-pack of Romulan Ale, $155. Hooey. Man. And I just bought a sealed copy of Rhinestone on VHS. I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> At least it wasn't a copy of Nuki. Not yet. I did. I, I bought this sealed copy of Rhinestone on VHS. I'm going to send it into those same people and have it put it in that, one of those graded boxes. Nice. Nice. Just, just not because I believe in the speculation market, but mm-hmm. because I want a like nicely um, presentable copy of rhinestone yeah yeah they, they won't do unsealed so i can't do my betamax i they also won't do dvds or blu-rays i don't think which is unfortunate but uh because those anyway. are just trash pretty that's much just, that's just those are just garbage uh well let's get back into some issues shall we tim and uh here's what i don't get tulsa king that's right the brand new series on paramount plus starring our friend Sylvester Stallone. Personal friend. Featuring our hometown of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. How could you hate this show, Tim? What people are asking me, (laughs) how can you hate the show, Tab? Yeah. Did you watch an episode? I have not seen an episode yet. Okay. Uh, Well, the answer is it's fucking filmed in Oklahoma City. I I have 100% believed this. So I've been a massive... uh, critic of everything that paramount plus previously known as cbs all access has uh-huh. put out. Yeah. i have i watched the entire first season of discovery i was very critical of it we watched the entire first season of picard we were uh-huh. very critical of it uh everything else that they have is fucking garbage and so i think oh the halo at, show right that's them uh, that is them yeah. yeah we didn't watch it but it is garbage i the think, very little we watched of it was garbage yeah i think out of per I, and as someone who doesn't know anything about Halo, I was like, this show is stupid. Yeah. Um, I think that they made Tulsa King to personally spite me, Tad Burt, mm-hmm. because of my opinions about their shows. Yeah. And people are going to go, that sounds like you sound like a narcissistic asshole. Mm-hmm. But let me lay out my case. So let's start out by with this. The show, Tulsa King, is set in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And yet... They filmed it primarily in Oklahoma City. Now, yeah. most people watching the show probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Nope. But as someone who spent most of his life in, in Tulsa and then lived in Oklahoma City, I'm watching like blurry outside the window car driving by. I'm like, <laughs> that's Oklahoma City. That's Classen Boulevard in Oklahoma City. Yeah. <laughs> that's Stroud. That's Bristow. And I'm like, just boom, boom, boom. I know exactly where, where all this shit is filmed. So then they're like, they like show a shot in, in Tulsa. I'm like, holy shit, they're in Tulsa. I'm shocked to death. Uh, and I don't think there are many other people. I think there are people that would look, watch the show and go like, I don't think that's in Tulsa. But I don't think there are people who can watch the show and go like, I've been to this part of town. Yeah. Like I can just go poop on maps and be like, that's where the show was filmed. It's. It's wild. Uh, and it 
it's like this trend, right? They did that Watchmen TV show a couple of years ago that mm-hmm. was set in a future Tulsa and they put all the, well, they didn't, they just like had props of Tulsa, but they filmed it in Atlanta. And I feel like I was annoyed with that. Cause like, if you're going to defame my city by being like, they never, they never, there's all racist because of the 1921 Tulsa race riots. They're still racist in the year 2900, wherever that fucking mm-hmm. show is set. The least you could do is bring us some fucking tourism and development dollars by filming your fucking show in our city. But they filmed in Atlanta. Atlanta stood in for Tulsa, which is pretty common. Um, It's it's pretty common to do that. Like uh, you were talking about when we when I kind of talked about Tulsa King briefly when we were hanging out this weekend that uh psych you know is filmed in vancouver yeah yeah because santa barbara itself was didn't have enough crew Mm -hmm. and and maybe that's true of oklahoma city although i'm pretty sure they bust in all their crew because there's no way they used 112 no uh but like you know mr everything's talking about breaking bad and better call Saul. like breaking bad filmed in albuquerque and around albuquerque and it has such an interesting look because of that yes yeah they you know, the, the show is going to be set in Riverside, California. And then they were like, well, we could get more tax dollars if we go to uh, New Mexico and film in Albuquerque, rather than being like, we're going to make Albuquerque new, you know, be Riverside, California. Like we'll just change the setting of the fucking show <laughs> and tie it in with some of the things that actually that like exist in Albuquerque. Yeah. Just, it, so it's just mind boggling to me. It's mind boggling to make a show called Tulsa King and film it in fucking Oklahoma city. And the only reason why I can think you would do that is because Oklahoma King, Oklahoma city King, not catchy names, Tulsa yeah. King, interesting fucking name. Point number two, my maybe top five television shows of all time. The very first Netflix original series, Lily hammer, Lily hammer, Follows Frank Tagliano, the fixer, who is uh, the Don puts a hit out on him and he turns state's evidence. And his only requirement for going state's evidence is that when he's put in witness protection, he gets sent to Lilyhammer, Norway. Then he becomes Johnny Hendrickson, Giovanni Hendrickson in Norway. And it's like a fish out of water thing. But he falls into his old trappings of being a gangster and begins to run the mob in Lily Hammer, Norway. Mm-hmm. Now that sounds shockingly like the fucking plot of Tulsa King, <laughs> where uh, Frank, where Stallone, a mafia capo, gets out of jail after 25 years for serving a sentence for a crime he did not commit, and then is exiled to Tulsa by the Dons because they want him not around. And they're like, ah, start up a new fucking thing there. There he meets a bunch of dumbass locals and corners the market in creating crime. Uh, while running a miss against a group group of biker ruffians, like the fucking is plot for plot, Lily Hammer. <laughs> Nobody likes Lily Hammer. Nobody fucking knows about Lily Hammer. It's completely fucking ignored. Everyone's like, ah, oh, it's a great fucking Netflix series, Stranger Things, fucking Cobra Kai. Where's Lily Hammer's love, you sons of bitches? Uh, so that's a really really weird parallel, but it's not a good version of Lily Hammer. Because Lilyhammer, they go to they go to Norway and then they just fucking stay there. Eventually, the mob gets word that maybe he's not dead and in Norway, and they send some hitters to go kill him, which he dispatches with violence and guile. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
But this show, like five episodes in, I think it was episode four or five, he goes back to New York for two fucking episodes. <laughs> and like, I would get it. His brother dies. He has to, spoiler alert, everybody. His brother dies. He ha- he goes back for the funeral and all that kind of stuff. That's a great opener to season two to create yeah. the conflict of season mm-hmm. two. Season one should be focused in Tulsa, the like challenges of Tulsa, working in Tulsa, fish out of water shit, the Tulsa boys. Like, because the other thing is, what I would love to see, what I would love to have seen is him to do the whole like mafioso, tough guy, Italian thing, and the good old boy Tulsa Cowboys being like, are you fucking kidding? But no, they don't do that. They're just like, huh. oh, I'm scared of the big bad Italian man who can barely fucking stumble out two words. Weird. It is very weird. Uh, we, yeah, Lily Hammer season four will never happen because Lily Hammer was co-produced. Mr. Kill Everything commented. Lily Hammer was co-produced between Netflix and NRK in Norway. And NRK in Norway was like, we're running the fucking TV show on our TV station in the slot designated for TV shows like this, which meant that it came out first in Norway and didn't come out first on Netflix. Netflix was like, well, we're not fucking paying for it if we don't get it first. And then you guys get it. And so they, they'll never do a season four, which is like the better call Saul, a Netflix original series. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, uh, one of my favorite TV shows, Lily hammer. So the rip, they're, they're, they're not in Tulsa. They're ripping off Lily hammer. My number third point stars Sylvester Stallone. Now, I don't love Sylvester Stallone. Now, if you had put Arnold Schwarzenegger in this, that would probably be it'd be that would be the thing where you'd go like, he's absolutely right. They're they were going after him. <laughs> but I think they went they were like, we'll put we'll put Schwarzenegger in it. Schwarzenegger said, No, I'm a successful actor. I'm not fucking doing this shit. And they're like, What about Stallone? Tablex Rhinestone will fucking put Stallone in it. <laughs> And now we have fucking Stallone in this TV show who cannot act to save his fucking life. Uh, I it's honestly it's shocking that man has a career. You you haven't seen the Rocky movies? I have not. I've seen the first one. Has, he he does a pretty good performance in those movies. He does a good performance in the first Rocky movie, and then it's just a downward trajectory of bullshit. Until maybe Creed, but that's no, not even like a, no. a Stallone movie. That's a Michael B. Jordan no, movie. Two, th- I, four is maybe better than one. I will. F- I don't care. <laughs> I. In any case, the Stallone being in the show, I think, is like a message. We got we got Stallone. We're looking for one. We're looking for a way to shoehorn Schwarzenegger into a ter- terrible TV show. Um. And then I think maybe it's not necessarily my last one. Cause I'll be complaining about this for a long, long time. Yeah. But it is just the inaccurate portrayal of the, of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So the bad guys in the series are a biker gang, which I ride a motorcycle. I'm not in a biker gang, but like yeah. biker gangs are not something that uh, pervades in Oklahoma. Not really, but they're a bunch of dumb fuck local yokels. So, you know, they got it. They have a biker gang. Um, they, he lands at the Tulsa airport and then they cut to his car driving down the Turner Turnpike, which is on the other fucking side of Tulsa. And then, and then they show, they cut to them driving down 
uh, Route 66 at Peoria, 11th and Peoria in Tulsa. And I'm just like going into downtown and I'm like, what fucking geography layout is this? Oh, <laughs> oh, in Oklahoma, they're so fucking rural and stupid that their airport's five miles away from me. And there's like a half an hour outside of downtown Tulsa. Like it's about 45 seconds outside of downtown Tulsa. Yeah. I hate that shit. I hate that like every crowd shot, there's some douchebag and a fucking cowboy hat. Tim, when's the last time you all saw someone wearing a cowboy hat out and around? Uh, it's been a long time. It's been like fucking since we did PBR and those people were not from <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> people don't walk around wearing cowboy hats in Oklahoma. It's not a fucking phenomenon that you see. You see a guy wearing a cowboy hat. You're like, Tim, hey, that fucking guy's wearing a cowboy hat. What the fuck's <laughs> wrong with that guy? Like, it's just not a thing that happens in our area. Yeah. And then they depict like, so this drives me nuts. Uh, the biker gang has bought off some people in okay highway patrol, which I will agree are the worst of the worst as far as like law enforcement goes in the state of Oklahoma and pretty much every law enforcement agency in Oklahoma. If you pack them all together into a van and then uh, blew it up and collapsed the federal building on top of it, it would make the state a better place. But okay. Highway patrol cannot pull you over inside the fucking city. They have to work on the highway (laughs) and that's not an Oklahoma thing that's a fucking everywhere thing yeah if you're not on the highway the highway patrol the highway patrol walks into a restaurant to try and like arrest the manager to question him and he's like you're on Cherokee land you can't come in here with Cherokee land blah 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 and it's like well, uh, they do have jurisdiction on Cherokee land because there's a treaty with the fucking Indian nations. And number two, what the reason why they don't have jurisdiction is because you're inside a restaurant, not driving a car on the fucking highway. It's ridiculous. So the biker gang that's run by an Irish guy, because some fucking reason. Here, do you know who the real crime syndicate is in the state of Oklahoma? Who? It's the fucking Indians. They're you they they're money laundering in the casinos. They got fucking fixers working security for the casinos. But you could not make a TV show where the Indians are bad guys. So it's some Irish fuck that runs a biker gang that's the local tough guys in Tulsa. Not not the fucking Indian nations. It's absolutely mind blowing because of all the fucking progressive PR. So I just like, it's just like, they're just like, fuck you tab, fuck you and your city and the city (laughs) that you lived in and the fucking guy, you know, whose movies you kind of like and everything about this show just feels like Tulsa has a sound. Tulsa, Tulsa sound is a genre of music. The, the music for the TV show, just like a generic Western country blues kind of deal. Like, and there's even there's a there's a sky shot of a building. It's a fucking building in Oklahoma City in the opening credits. Like it sounds silly, but I consider myself a Tulsan first and an Oklahoman second. Yeah. People go, "Where are you from?" I say, "I'm from Tulsa." Not uh-huh. from Oklahoma. I'm from Tulsa. If you live outside Tulsa, you're from Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. If you live in Oklahoma City, you're from fucking Oklahoma. There's a big difference between Tulsa and the rest of the state because Tulsa is the old money. Like Tulsa is in the foothills of the Ozarks. Tulsa is green. The whole Eastern side of Oklahoma is this hilly green 
beautiful land. And then you drive about an hour west, and it's just starts. It that's where it starts to become a flat, barren little post oak piece of shit area. And yeah. you get way out east. That's where you start to get in the grasslands and the prairie. That's what pe- people picture when they picture Oklahoma: a big flat span of nothing. Uh-huh. That is eastern Oklahoma. That's there. That's western Oklahoma. That's west of Oklahoma City. Tulsa is a very different place. So when you're fucking driving around and you're not driving up and down a hill every mm-hmm. couple of minutes, you're yeah. not in Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, it's so fucking irritating. They're like the Mayo hotel, the nicest hotel in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's the nicest hotel. I don't, I don't know if it's the nicest, but it's iconic. It's iconic. Yeah. Uh, they recreated the, the Mayo hotel in Oklahoma city at the fucking YMCA. I'm not shitting you. I am not shitting you, Tim. They just found a building that had a similar awning. They're like, that's our Mayo when we're shooting in Oklahoma City. They put a little kiosk out there that says Mayo Hotel, and I'm like, that's not the fucking Mayo Hotel. Ironically, that building's on a hill. The Mayo Hotel, not on a hill. <laughs> not on a hill, yeah. One place you put a fucking hill in the, in the show. And then I was like, where is that? That's downtown, kind of near the Devon Energy Arena, but and and or and it's north of the Devon Energy Arena and kind of near the Murrah Federal Building. And I, like, scrolled around and found it, and it's the fucking YMCA of Greater Oklahoma City. Like... Are you fucking kidding me? Amazing. Uh, it it's is- like, I, I like. It sounds like. I know some people listening won't, like, can't imagine it or won't because they live in a place where you go an hour and a half north or south or east or west, and like the cities all, you know, just kind of look the same. Mm-hmm. But this is basically like making a show called The Boss of Brooklyn. And then filming it all in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to become a big movie executive, and that's what I'm fucking doing. I, I, I and, and part of it, I know, I know my mom said her explanation for part of this is that um, when Dewey Bartlett, the last mayor of, of Tulsa before the current faggot mayor we have now, or you have now, uh, he killed the like film and art branch of the city of Tulsa government, which was probably a good thing because they did fuck all to attract anyone to the city to film anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Oklahoma started to come up as a place to film reservation dogs is being filmed uh, Northwest of, of Tulsa. They're filmed. They filmed that movie Stillwater, Northwest of Tulsa. August Osage County was filmed up north, near Bartlesville. Uh, Scorsese. Uh, that Scorsese movie, right? Kills like, the Flower Moon. Stuff is happening in and around the Tulsa area, but it's not coming to Tulsa because Tulsa is doing fuck all to attract any of it. Yeah. So, so yeah, absolutely get rid. Like, save me some tax money by getting rid of that department. But now that stuff's coming up, like GT Bynum, that fucking worthless cuck who's so interested in green energy and apologizing for something that happened over a hundred years ago, can't get someone in to be like, "Hey, you fucking set the show in Tulsa. Why don't you fucking film it here? Why don't we fucking get down on our knees so maybe we can have a new fucking industry rather than just like sitting around and jerking ourselves off about how a hundred years ago, some people got mad at some other people and they burned some shit down. Uh, it, and so like the city is failing on this front and people are like, Oh, I really like it. It's like, are you watching? Are you not seeing that this <laughs> show is not like a good representation of Tulsa? 
And it's just not, it's just not a good show. It's like, it's poorly paced. It's taken forever. I've watched the first eight episodes. There are two episodes left. They're doing the fucking weekly release thing. It has all the trappings of shit legacy media. I'm fucking torrenting the episodes of this and every fucking episode previously on Tulsa King and a bunch of disjointed flashbacks. Like I didn't, like I can't remember fucking eight episodes ago because yeah. I'm a stupid mouth breathing CBS Paramount plus watching moron. This brain just fucking turns off when the fucking TV turns off and it's like, have I watched this show before? What happened on the show? Here's a fucking flashback from the first episode. I wonder if that conversation is going to be important for the next 45 fucking minutes. <laughs> and then 40 minutes later, it's see, next time on Tulsa King. And it's some like fucking scene to make you think something's going to happen. And that's, that's what's going to fucking happen because there's fucking legacy media shown on the fucking internet for no fucking reason. Put the whole fucking season out at one time. They don't do that because they're convinced that they go like, oh, we'll put out the season for 10 weeks and people will be talking about it for 10 weeks. People talked <laughs> about it in Tulsa for all about three and a half hours. Yep. And then they were like, I don't really fucking care. Oh, I fucking yep. hate television these days. You would, I don't understand why they haven't learned. You just put the season out all at once. You let people binge it and then, and then you're good. Now they paid for it. I guess they think like, oh, people are going to stay subscribed. Ten weeks, that's three months of subscriptions. November, December, and January. We got them. We got them fucking tied up tight to watch yeah. our show. I ain't paid you a fucking dollar, Paramount. I ain't paying you a fucking dollar. You can suck my cock right off and you will not get shit from me. I won't even come in your mouth. <laughs> oh, it pisses me off so much. So... You know, you have access to the Plex server now, Tim. Yep. I'd be curious if you watch any of it, what you think. Because I just like. I'll at least try the first episode. Grinds the shit out of me. If it weren't for. I would not have made it uh, two episodes if it weren't for just the morbid fascination with why did they fucking film the show in Oklahoma City? Mm -hmm. I probably won't watch a season two. It's like building to this big show off. He's got. And the other thing that I hate about. Is that so? The first episode, he hooks up with this woman, like Stallone's like 80. He yeah. hooks up with this woman who's like in her 40s, mm -hmm. which comparatively is smoking hot. She doesn't know that he's a big criminal. And then, like, she's, she, she works for the ATF. And it's oh, like, of course, yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's in town now. I wonder what he's doing. She's like, oh my God, I fucked a criminal. <laughs> and then, like, uh, several episodes in, this other reasonably hot woman for being 40 years old is like, mm -hmm. I want to take you out to dinner and fuck you. Sylvester Stallone. Like no one wants to fuck Sylvester Stallone. He's like a weird lump. <laughs> He's like a fucking mutant, a flesh thing. He's like in, in the movie Bicentennial Man. Yeah. He's like the putty that they use to create skin <laughs> for the robots. He's like just a pile of that with a weird accent. Yep. Uh, he's like a uh, he's a uh, adult garbage pail kid. He, he is yes. <laughs> all grown up. Yeah. Fuck, fucking Tulsa King, and and so Stallone, I'm the Tulsa King. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's the other thing that pisses me off. You're fucking stealing titles from people you don't didn't fucking earn it. Because like Lilyhammer. Johnny has to adapt. He can't be like 
the guy that was the mob guy in mm-hmm. in New York. But he's not going to be like a meek Norwegian. He has to like find this balance. And Stallone has not grown as a character. He's just uh. the same character, which is also fr- it's like frustrating from a script writing perspective. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there needs to have been a, a scene where like he's working with you know the leader of you know he's getting he's getting his crime guys together, his local crime guys together, and they're they're sitting down eating dinner, and one of them's like, "Man, if you're going to be here in Tulsa, you got to act like you're from Tulsa." You got to use your biscuit to sop up this gravy. Don't be putting butter on it. I got other plans with my biscuit and they involve butter. Yeah, no, that's like, I, and it doesn't need to be so much where he's like, now he's wearing a cowboy hat and stuff, but just uh-huh. like, you could fucking, oh, I just, I, it just viscerally annoys me in a way that, I I can't even truly articulate how annoyed I am watching the show. Like I watched this week's episode today before the, the before the show. Mm-hmm. Just curious to see what would happen. And like, so there's a shooting. the The ATF lady, the the biker guy has run off. The ATF lady comes to tell him. Spoiler, Tim she comes to tell him that uh, the the war's over. He needs to calm down. And then the biker guy pulls up and starts shooting. And and he he shoots back and she shoots back and then. Um, his like driver pulls up and gives his driver's guns like you gotta get out of here. And then about five seconds later, like seven Tulsa police cars show up. Fucking Tulsa police ain't showing up for shit. Let me tell you, <laughs> fifty thousand dollar trailer was stolen from the band I work for. One of the me- band members of the band saw our sound console being pawned. Called in the car. They they pulled over the car filled with stolen goods. Uh-huh. Didn't fucking like follow up on that at all. Of course not. That's Tulsa police for you. And yeah. we don't have a fucking ATF in Tulsa. Once again, all the federal I, that's, agencies. That's, that's, I was going to say that earlier. You know, again, like, like the, fe- the branch of the ATF we have here. <laughs> yeah. All the federal agencies in Oklahoma are in Oklahoma City. That's why Timothy McVeigh blew up a federal building in Oklahoma City. Yeah. It sounds to me like the way I would put this is that you're kind of upset. You're, you know, you're upset that, um, that they chose Tulsa and did nothing with it. Yeah. It might as well be ever called. It might as well be called the flyover state King. Yeah. It might as well be Omaha King. Yeah. Wichita King. Yep. Yeah. Kansas city King. Kansas city's like, yeah, probably has more character, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my issue. Tulsa King. I don't get it. I don't know why they made it. And then if not spite me, um, mm-hmm. I don't know who's watching it aside from people that live in Tulsa and are just jerking it off silly. Like, Oh yeah. We got a TV show about us. Like, yeah, it's not fucking filmed here. No one's going to be, <laughs> no one's going to be coming on the like Tulsa King tour. Hey, where'd they film that scene in Tulsa King? Uh, Oklahoma city. Where's yeah. the pot dispenser where they, they're in, in, uh, Oklahoma city it, it, in Tulsa King. It's in uh, Oklahoma city on class and Boulevard. Uh, where, where's his, uh, hotel? Well, it's supposed to be at this hotel right here, but it's actually at the YMCA in Oklahoma city. Where's that, uh, that, that bar that they hang out in. Oh, it's in, um, Oklahoma city. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be proud, if you want to be proud of a show that was filmed here, go watch the first the outsiders. Oh, the first one. <laughs> I thought you were going to say UHF. Oh no, but you shouldn't be proud of UHF because weird Al's a fag. Oh, Anyway, well, 
This has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tad Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. Catch you guys next week. See ya. If you want to call into Here's What I Get Hotline, call ha. Huh. If you want to call into the Here's What I Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on the Discord and leave us a voicemail there. Uh, here's one. Here's actually, actually three from the same voicemailer. So here we go. Here's the first one. Hey, I was listening to an old episode and you brought up uh, having to wait for people at the uh, gas station for scratch-offs or office uh, Powerball pools and whatever. And that kind of brought up my whole thing of here's what I don't get the office pool for the lotto. Because I guarantee you the people who do that have no fucking idea what the legality of it is, which as far as I've been able to do a little bit of research I've done, the person who bought the ticket is the only person legally able to collect the winnings. And so then you have to hope that they're a nice person or, you know, don't screw you over, or that you thought ahead and created a little semi-legally binding agreement that everybody signed and you have receipts for the money you handed over because otherwise you just hand somebody a $20 bill and the secretary goes in there and buys the 30 tickets or whatever. Hey, one of them won. Great. Everybody in the office got $500 million or whatever, except that's not what happens because all she has to do is grab that one ticket, redeem it and say, Oh, this is the one that I bought with my money. Yeah. And if you have no records, you have no agreements, you have nothing else. Sorry, guys, you're SOL. And uh, you can try to sue, but I guarantee if you're pooling money for an office pool for a lotto, you're not the kind of person that has the money to sue somebody. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could talk to Landau. Maybe he could do it for a couple of bottles of Jack or something, but, you know. Some doggy biscuits. I just don't get it. Like, I understand the uh, appeal of the lotto. I understand... Everybody like, oh, everybody in office is going to quit if we win the billion-dollar Powerball or whatever. Except that's not going to happen. That's never going to happen. And y'all are idiots. But I guess, you know, what else can you think of from uh, a bunch of boomers? So, anyway, have a good day. Yeah, lotteries just seem like something that was invented by boomers to steal money from poor people. Yeah. Uh, I I guess the one of them is up to like $700 million. I saw yesterday when I was I stopped for gas, and I was like, holy shit, it's going to be one of those ones where everyone buys it, mm-hmm. you know, when they – because no one ever buys – you have like the people, the retards that buy weekly for the like the base level – and then like $50 million, which would be like a life-changing amount of money for 99% of people. I mean, uh, I think a million would be, <laughs> would, would count also. Yeah. And then you, and, but then it like gets up to where it's in those 700, a billion, mm-hmm. you know, 1.5 billion or whatever the last big record setting one was. And then everyone's like, oh, they're doing the office pools. And it's like, oh yeah, no, I, did you get your ticket? You get your ticket? You know, what are you going to do if you win? We'll each get $5 million yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Tell you what, Tim, if I win a big lottery amount, I will take you out to a very nice steak dinner and you can leave the tip. (laughs) Sounds awesome.
Uh, here's one from the Discord from Jay. Gentlemen, it's Jay. And here's what I don't get. Tab, your offhand comment about Diet Coke and Coke Zero unlocks something in my brain, and I'm surprised I haven't yelled about this sooner. What happened to Coke Zero when they changed the name to Coke Zero Sugar? They fucked it up. Now it's weak and watered down. I used to love those. I think I developed a nutritional deficiency from how much vanilla Coke Zero I drank. But now, every so often, I see it and I wonder, is it really as bad as I remember? Maybe I'll give it another shot. And every time I'm disappointed... I'm like Lewis Black with the fucking candy corn where I get amnesia because I'm expected <laughs> to enjoy the thing. Speaking of which, Pepsi is not immune to this either because they fucked up Pepsi Max. It used to be great. It wasn't trying to be regular at Pepsi. It wasn't trying to be diet. It was its own thing. It tasted crisper, and I didn't get sick of it like the regular diet. And then a few years ago, they ruined it in the same way. Logo, name, and flavor change. Also, we were cheated out of Cherry Pepsi Max in the U.S., it was around for about a month in 2015. It was absolutely perfect. And now it's like I fucking hallucinated it along with Pepsi Jazz. I'm reluctant to say what sodas I do like because I'm sure that that company is going to go, oh, Jay likes this product? We have to discontinue it or replace it with a twisted mockery of what it once was. That was it. Stay furious. I don't think I started drinking Coke Zero until it was Coke Zero Sugar. So uh, that tastes hope, pretty good to me. Yeah, I hope Jay isn't a fan of Sierra Mist. What I hate is because they're discontinuing that sons of bitches. <laughs> uh, I think I think the thirty first was the last day they made it. When I worked at the barbecue restaurant, we had this like brisk iced tea on as one of the soda fountain things. Yeah, yeah, and it just never sold. Just never. We would buy like we would go through ten Dr Peppers and. And not even go through half of one of those iced teas. Yeah. So finally, they decided to swap it out, and they swapped it out for Sierra Mist. And I was, I was so excited at the time. We even put like a little, a little note on the on that thing coming soon. Sierra Mist. Oh, those are good times. What I hate is that they changed Coke Zero from being the black can to being the red can with black lettering. Yes. So they look exactly the fucking same in the cabinet. They're like right next to one another. Yeah, here's three Coke Zeros. Here's three regular Cokes. Let me grab this. Ah, it's fucking regular ass Coke, which is, it's not like a, I don't want to drink the fat soda. It regular Coke sucks so <laughs> bad. Uh, here's our next one from a quick thing. Uh, here's another quick thing I will get. Um, walking into another room and completely forgetting why the fuck you went in there. Yeah, we've all been mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Here's one. Here's an anecdote. In season two, episode 1000 of the classic American documentary series, Mr. Ed. Ed is a liquid metal robot in the future, sent to the past to kill the future leader of the resistance. What I don't get is this is what the fucking Mr. Ed bit has become since I've been gone. This is my baby. What did you jackals do to it? It's true, Andy. They they disrespected you. Now you yep. have to to enforce your mafia ways on them on them. That's why this episode is called "Mr. Ed Needs a Drink" because uh-huh. I uh, I am also co opting you. It sounds like Andy needs to go back in time and destroy his creation. 
Andy's like dialing the phone number. 704-750-9434. Here's what I don't get. In the season, the episode... <laughs> what? Like the uh, the no, this end. is Andy. Uh, don't don't ignore anything. Dude. Goodbye. And it's like that's the voicemail. Like that's a weird uh, that's a weird voicemail, Tim. Yes, it is. <laughs> like the end scene of uh, Deadpool two. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and one final voicemail here. Well, here's what I don't get. Um, I don't even know exactly what to call it, but I'm just going with the example I suppose first. It, we just got our year end review for all of our stores and our franchise, right? And I did really well, like better than any of the uh, managers have at this location nice. in literally years. And I feel good about that. But everybody else in the manager uh, group chat here is jerking off this other guy who technically did worse than me, but he did a shit ton of sales. And it's like, good for him and that's great but as it's not resentment it's not disappointment but it's like considering you know 12 months ago the three months that i had taken over at the store i improved all of our numbers significantly and had had some of the best numbers that they had at the store in months and then all of a sudden 12 months later i have on paper, one of the better years they've had in a decade, and nobody's nobody's mentioned it. I, mean, I again, it's not a. I don't know. It's not disappointment. It's not resentment. Well, maybe it is a little bit, but it's like I, you know, I busted my ass here for literally months doing days where I was the only person here at the store for hours upon hours upon hours, both to make the thing because, you know, labor situation. And then we get to the end and the guy who's pretty much just an asshole is getting sucked off by everybody, including the franchise owner. Just gets, right, you going to get that? Probably because yeah, <laughs> he answers phones faster than you do. Sour or something like that. I should be happy. So the guy did well. You know, it's part of the franchise. It's all cool, but... You gonna get that? I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe because he answers his phone. Especially considering the last two weeks have been one of the shittiest two weeks fans of work I've worked in years. But, you know, whatever. I don't know. I guess probably turns out I was just calling in the bitch to somebody who might understand. But, uh, so I don't know. Uh, I, I don't understand like why companies make you go through all those little jumpy hoop things if they don't benefit you in any way. Like, oh, here's yeah. your year in review. Like, am I going to get a raise? Oh, no, we're not. We, we, we had to suspend raises this year because business is bad. Like, then why are we fucking doing this? Yeah. If I'm bad at my job, fire me. Yep. Like, write me up, send me home. Um, because they don't, they never benefit you in any way. Like, <clears throat> so. Right before the scamdemic, the company I was working for, we had our we had our year end reviews in like February, the beginning of March. I think we got our we had our meetings where we like were given our reviews, and we were required to review ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I reviewed myself at a lower level than my boss reviewed me. And my boss, it was like out of fifty, and I got like a forty eight out of fifty. Yeah, and I reviewed myself at like a forty five or something. Yeah, right. You don't want to like hype yourself up too much. 
Exactly. And yeah. and uh comparing that's an a, notes, that's still an a. Yeah, comparing notes with everyone else in the department, I had the highest rating of all of us. And yet for some reason I was not hired back. Mm-hmm. So like what was the fucking point of the year in review? Like, yeah, you're great at everything, uh everybody likes you, but when push comes to shove, we don't want you here for some reason that's not listed in this fucking review. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll put that in the review. Like, what's the problem? Oh, the problem is that you're smarter than I am and you ask too many, like, penetrating questions that I don't have <laughs> answers for. Like, oh, okay. At least I could respect honesty like that, but. Yeah. Just stuck, like, in limbo, getting your time wasted and jerked off by, like, fucking middle managers who have no business doing what they're doing. Uh, and then. And then it actually probably even just breeds resentment, especially if like in his case where, you know, his numbers are better than all the people above him. They're just like, well, he's got, he's gunning for my job. He's gunning mm-hmm. for my job. Yeah. Uh, and in the case of my review, like I don't, did that, did anybody above my boss look at that review? Did anybody look at that and go like, oh yeah, he's doing a good job. I doubt it. Cause you know, they're all not really pertinent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a thing. It's always just like just a thing to fill times. You'd be like, you work for a company. We have an HR department. We have year end employee reviews. Yeah. No one gives a fuck about any of that. Especially if you've ever worked one of those jobs where like you do the year end reviews, but they, they do them like every year end review review is like January, the end of January. Cause then we're too busy during Christmas, but end of January, that's when the year end reviews are like, and, I, and you started at the end of November for the busy season. You <laughs> yeah. get to your year-end review, and it's like, yeah, you did a great job this year in the month and a half you were here. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. It's a great use of your time filling this out and my time <laughs> hearing what you had to say. So anyway, well, that's it. Those are our uh, voicemails. That's our episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, visit us on Patreon, subscribe star. And uh, until next time, I'm Tab Burt. I'm Tim the Handbreaker. See ya. See you around.